no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Dumb and dumb, I'd call Hello and welcome back to the 40R Switch. It's episode 127, which might seem like a pretty innocuous number, but it's actually quite a meaningful and momentous occasion in this podcast's uh, history, if you will. Hey, Wilbur, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Yes, it's huge. It's huge. Um, re- recording from my room, but that's not why it's... Uh, I mean, special. it could be. <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah. Potentially the last, the last podcast recorded at uh, at Monroe Street. Yeah, and the last podcast recorded in Australia, face to face, for some time. Yeah. Yes. Breaking news to anyone that doesn't know, because seeing as most of the people that listen to this show are friends of mine or ours already. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm moving to England, London specifically. So uh, in le- just under a week's time. Uh, so yes, more news on what that means for the podcast at the end of the show. So if you're listening and you want to know the, the juicy gossip, you'll have to listen through to the end or yeah. you can skip to the end if you really want to, but please don't do that. There's plenty of good stuff coming your way. Yeah. How, how are you feeling about it? It's so soon. I can't, I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, look, I'm definitely stressed at the moment. My mind's thinking about like five different things at once. Um, yeah. it's definitely like feeding my ADHD brain real, real bad right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm like picking out one thing, doing something, looking at something else, picking that up, then going, oh, fuck, I forgot that thing, picking up a third thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. But we're, we're slowly chipping away. Yeah, packing's, packing's never fun, especially... Especially when you've got to tie up lots of loose ends and I've got, like, so many things to do outside of being in my room packing. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, last football game tonight, uh, and then we've got... And then I've got... Uh, wedding tea ceremony for my friend Ashley and Alana tomorrow. Then I've got to go shopping for some things and also sell my camera uh, camera lens in the city. Then I'm catching up with Lily White for a drink tomorrow evening. Only for like an hour though because he's got to go pick Marley, Marley up for the uh, in the airport. Yeah. And Saturday is the wedding. Sunday lunchtime is like the wedding recovery lunch. And then like I uh, got a dinner on Sunday night and then another dinner on Monday night and then. Oh, that's dinner with our house. Yeah. And then um, Monday will hopefully just be tying up any other loose ends, really. Mm. Yeah. So it's a, little, it's a bit on. It's Yeah, it's definitely come around quick. Mm. And I suppose we'll um, we'll follow the journey yeah. <laughs> of you moving to England yeah, as yeah. part of the pod. But yes, more on what years. that means for frequency of uploads and the future, the future of the pod uh, in due course. But anyway, on to the football. Mm. Uh, me and Wilbur woke up this morning uh, to a quite interesting clash: uh, Chelsea versus Middlesbrough in the League Cup final, League Cup semi-final first leg at yep. the Riverside Stadium. And um, I think we don't think we spoke about it, but I both I think we both reckoned Middlesbrough had a, had a, could, could you know nab something. Yeah, had a chance. And, and boy, did they! Mm. Yeah, it's it seems like I mean same goes for United, but Ch- Chelsea as well. Especially when like your teams in the top flight, 
um, face these lower competitions. The, the teams in the lower competitions are always like way more up for it, especially as a semi-final. Mm. And Chelsea and Man United are, are both there for the taking. I think a lot of people predicted Wigan to get a result against United in the FA Cup, but um, yeah. Maybe that was just a step too far for the League One Wigan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I... Honestly, I hadn't hadn't heard much about Middlesbrough apart from the fact that Michael Carrick yeah. had done a very good job. Yeah, with them. He, he took over. They were twentieth. He took them up into the promotion spots. Then they got a bunch of injuries and they've dropped down to mid table. Yeah, okay. that's all I know. True, mm. but yeah, they, they they played well. I mean, t- to be fair to Chelsea, you could you could say that the the better side lost. Really, like yeah, like Chelsea should have taken more chances. Eighteen shots to six. Five on target to two. And, and the five was, on target doesn't really tell the story of some of those missed chances, like the one where it fell to Cole Palmer from the keeper's yeah. miss, uh, screw up and puts it over the bar from six yards out. Yeah, well, yeah, Cole Palmer was like pretty, like, not very good. No. <laughs> in front of goal, at least, definitely. For, for all of the um, plaudits that he's been receiving recently, yeah, wasn't very good. Yeah, and I think it just speaks to... That game was just like Chelsea's season in mm. in a nutshell. Like they've outperformed the teams they've played on XG in, in like all but one or two of the games in all competitions this season. Mm. And yet they have looked distinctly average despite doing that. Mm. And you have to say like while they while they probably should have won you do wonder like at any point was like were they really knocking on the door of Middlesbrough like I can remember the Middlesbrough keeper making one really good save yeah true. the rest of the time they either didn't hit the target or were straight at him mm. yeah and so it's like for all the ball possession and all the great chances they created and then you think about it, like the, the two like two of the three best chances they created or they, they got were from Middlesbrough mistakes mm. like the the um the the Cole Palmer intercepts, I think, yeah. Both Cole Palmer's chances, where he intercepts the back pass. Yeah, yeah. That's a terrible mistake. And then the goalkeeper mistake, that's another Middlesbrough mistake. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, like, the shot that he hits very tamely down the middle later in the second half. Mm. And that was a well-worked goal, but that's the only one they really created. And I think there was also... You actually pointed it out when we were watching it, but there's a difference in Chelsea when it was nil all to versus when it, when it went to, like, one nil to Middlesbrough. Like, mm. they just didn't... That they looked a bit lost and a bit like resigned to the fact that they were going to lose. Yeah, and it's the same thing like you said with United. Like as soon as both these teams go behind this season, there's just like a mental facade that just breaks. Yeah, uh, and you see what their true colours are when they back when their backs are against the wall, and it's in essence just not a, not like good football players who who, who can't who are unable to play well under pressure. Because mm. we're not going to come out here and say these players are bad. Like, they're not bad players. No. Um, a lot of them are playing bad all the time. But, like, you, you, you can... The proof's in the pudding of other... You know, like, they're good players. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just... I think as, as well, the way that Middlesbrough started the game with... I think, yeah, I think they had two players. Before we started watching, I think one went off injured. Yeah, and then striker. another one went off injured. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. fucking that guy. <laughs> um... Yeah, but exactly that that start from Middlesbrough, like, like Chelsea really should be doing a, a lot better given a championship side. It sustains two injuries to two players that were seemingly quite good. I can't say much about the striker, but that 
um, fullback from what I saw of him. He was quality. Yeah, he looked really good. And 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 also that that's leading on to my next point. People, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but Chelsea fans, sort of, some of them make excuses for their team, saying they have a number of players injured, twelve to be exact. You've got Benoit Badviashil, Ben Chilwell, Carney Chukwemeka, Christopher Nkunku, Trevor Chalobah, Marco Correa, Wesley Fofana, Reese James, Romeo Lavia, Robert Sanchez, and Leslie Ugochukwu were all on the injury report ahead of the Middlesbrough game. Yeah. So that's twelve, I'm pretty sure. But Middlesbrough going into the game, also had 12 players injured and then had two more on top of that mid-game and Mm. still found a way to work harder and get a result out. And the goal they scored was also just a well-worked goal. It wasn't like they were just lumping it from set pieces. Yeah, It was a really good counter-attack. Yeah, I think think it was Isaiah Isaiah Jones who got the assist and he was playing well all game, but he did very well for that and very well taken from... Yeah, it was the ball from the the skipper. I I forget his... How... 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 Horson? Howson? Something like that. Ball, ball, he played the ball over the top, and then yeah, yeah the Isaiah Jones really good run, cuts, cuts, cuts back, cut, cuts, at, cut, cuts inside, then cuts back past Cole Will, and then Moises Caicedo is nowhere to be seen tracking the runner and good finish. And then Hackney, yeah, what was Hayden Hackney, name? Hayden Hackney, that's what a name. <laughs> but yeah, it's just what I mean. It's just, it's just what I mean. Like the injury argument only gets you so far because so many teams this season have injuries Spurs have 10 plus United have a bunch Newcastle have loads mm. like the injury excuse can only get you so far and the players at Chelsea's disposal at least for their first at least in their starting 11 should be playing better than that yeah for sure and also I mean you read the injury list sure there's some big names in there but there's lots of them where I'm just like who the fuck is that yeah what, Leslie Ugo Do we swear on the pod? I don't know. Yeah, it felt wrong. Cool, we've swore. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Leslie Ugo I don't know who that is. But yeah, they they do have some big outs. Um, but yeah, I think it's yeah, just a good result for Middlesbrough. And hopefully they can, um, you know. Do it in the second leg? Yeah, do it in the second leg. Yeah. Or at least get a draw. I think that's why I got, got a bit confused. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can also draw and go through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and yeah okay um, so yeah the 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 the, the replays or the second legs are in a fortnight Liverpool yep. Liverpool play Fulham tomorrow morning or this morning as this will be going up on Thursday morning um, yep. and yeah to be honest like it seems like Liverpool's cup to lose at this point yeah um, not that many Liverpool fans or Jurgen Klopp seem to really care about the League Cup but they somehow are gonna win it potentially who did City get knocked out by. Newcastle. Newcastle, too. Yeah, too. Before they started playing terribly. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, the last thing I want to say about Chelsea is, like, I'm seeing some Chelsea fans who I sort of don't follow but sort of sort of watch from time to time on social media getting increasingly, increasingly frustrated with Maurizio Pochettino based on the, you know, sort of mediocreness of the performances. Do you think he's under pressure or is it... Like, they can't sack another manager this quickly. I mean, I, I would say he's under pressure, for sure. I think when you spend that much... Okay, maybe I'd say, like, in, in any other situation, I think he would definitely, definitely be under pressure mm. when you spend that much and have these results. But given, I don't know, the change of regime and the fact that, it, you know, it's all a big project sort of thing. That's the thing. Maybe the owner doesn't, yeah. is trying to take that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, though. Because, like, I, well, we all thought it was going to be, like, a long-term project with a manager when he got rid of Tuchel. Yeah. But then Potter didn't last very long. 
Mm. And now Maurizio Pochettino, are they playing any better than they were under Potter? Barely. I mean, they Not are. Really. They are. Because of because the, like they're creating chances in their XG and all that, mm. but like results wise, they're not any better. Mm. Look, I I personally wouldn't get rid of him because yeah, it's just yeah. ridiculous to keep getting rid of managers. But yeah, he's got to be under some pressure because the I don't know the yeah the performances are just a bit. What abject. was what was their goal going into this season? Champions League football. I think it was to get back into the top four. Surely, yeah. and that's not going to happen. No. No chance. It's, yeah, 10th. Yeah. I, I would say he's under pressure, but it just seems like such a weird situation at Chelsea that I don't... Like, yeah, it's don't hard know, to figure nothing out. Nothing like the normal rules don't seem to apply there. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that Todd guy's doing, but... Yeah. Who knows? Guy, do, guy, guy doesn't seem to have do, a clue. Do, do you think he, he will get sacked soon if it continues like this? Sorry, I, I couldn't answer the question. I'll give it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, there will be come a point where it becomes untenable if they're still 10th come, like, March. Mm. Uh, but right now, no, I don't think for the next month or two he's, on, he's in trouble. Mm. Yeah, maybe the injury list is another sort of mitigating yeah. factor. Because, uh, like, yeah, there are some names who are, like, yeah, whatever. But, like, for example, if you add... Ben Chilwell, Nkuku, and Reese James, and Robert Sanchez, I guess, back into the team. It's it's a much it's a much better team. But then again, he's got this. Even when Ben Chilwell was fit, he had this weird obsession with playing Cole Will at left back, mm. and um, he played Ben Chilwell at left wing. So that's why I think Pochettino is a little bit under pressure because he just does really weird things, mm. like that don't make any sense. Like, he didn't... Like, Nicholas Jackson is at AFCON now, so he wasn't available. But he did... So, you'd think Armando Broyer would have started, but then he didn't. He was like... It's it was Cole Palmer up top. Yeah, he was in a false yeah. mind. And it's just like... Or, or just why, you've got a striker on the... Pit, why are you not playing it? Mm. Anyway. So, that's why I think... I think, it, to be fair, Broyer's performances haven't been that good when he's been in the side. True. But, yeah... I mean, neither really of Nicholas Jackson's. Hmm. That's the thing I was thinking. If if they were to sign a player again <laughs> and spend another hundred million, what? Well, it's rumours they're in for. The rumours they're interested in Tony. Right. Yeah. Right. And that would, I reckon, that would seriously uptick a lot of their problems. Just someone like, and it's the same thing about the next team we'll talk about. Just a player who can finish stuff that the wingers and midfielders create. Yeah. Is what it's, it's an issue across the whole of the Premier League. Yeah, across the whole of City. Europe, really. Yeah. Strikers are a premium. Yeah. There's no... It's literally Harry Kane and Erling Haaland. Like, some of the ones who were sort of coming up have fallen off a bit. Like, is that guy that Arsenal almost signed? Blahovic. Yeah, Blahovic. But then you've got, like, you know, your Watkins and your Slankies that are getting a little bit better. But yeah, it's, that's like a tier below. Yeah. The top tier of strikers is completely gone. And yeah. I think Tony... You know, could be that. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see him come back in. But yes, moving on now to a team I just hinted at. Arsenal um, went out went out two nil against Liverpool uh, out of the FA Cup. Sorry, after losing two nil to Liverpool the other day, have now only won one in their last seven, and uh, uh, in those last seven have won one, drawn two, and lost the rest. So uh, yeah, it's it's looking a bit bleak. The performances and like Arsenal fans and other and others may disagree with me. On the whole, across the pitch, all three thirds, the performances haven't actually been that bad. 
Yeah. It's just in the final third, it's been really bad. Mm. Like, I think it was something like 63 shots in the last in five games and uh, like one goal, I think it was. Mm. Maybe even no goals. Because we've lost, what, 2-0 and then we lost uh, 2-1 to Fulham, 2-0 to West Ham, one all to Liverpool. So, like, yeah, it was like... Yeah. Not it's just... The, 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 regardless of what the stats are, not a lot of goals for a lot of attempts on goal and also but been also a lot of shots off target or like just straight at the keeper. Mm. Lack of conversion is 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 the Achilles heel of this Arsenal team right now. Yeah. And yeah, it just again speaks to the fact that they need a not just an, another attacker, but like I think I don't remember who I heard say this, but they need a difference maker up front. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw... I mean, yeah, obviously I didn't watch the full game, but Neither like a, a, a few of the highlights were just like, you know, getting into very good positions and then just like really fluffing it out like yeah. at the critical moment. And sometimes it wasn't even the shots. It was the cutback or the decision of like the, the touch where you t- kind of take the shot from. Or like Erdegaard hits the bar. Mm. Like that. Yeah, like, yeah. like, yes, it's through a body, but like you really got to be... Sco- like keepers out of the keepers out of the, prog- out of the picture, you've got to be scoring there. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a player at that level... Like, when you've got that much to aim at, you've got to score that. Yeah. And then Havertz takes an age when he gets played through and, like, put, gets pushed wide for no reason. Mm. I, don't, I, I, I don't like Havertz as striker to begin with. I don't know why Nketiah didn't play. Um, but... Yeah. It is interesting that Nketiah didn't play. Yeah. But I'd, I feel like with Arsenal... I feel like maybe because they're being... Like, they've, they've had two kind of good season there and they're for maybe like a couple of seasons now a season and a half they're kind of being seen as like maybe someone who could challenge man city and so like the spotlight is like really on them and they've also sort of because they're living living in the shadow of man city and they're the ones who have been at the top for like five years there's a very high standard of of like the the people at the summit of the premier league Mm. but like i think they've had a good season and having a little bit of a purple patch and like you mean the know, opposite of a purple patch does purple patch mean good yeah ah <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the okay fuck. I don't know what the opposite of purple patch is well they're having the opposite of a purple patch yeah um yeah having, and a, I brown, think, having a brown patch and I think yeah, yeah. I, I and I think the performances are still good that game you know a couple of small things go differently and like it's a very different result it's the same thing and in the West Ham game we lost in the Premier League yeah and a very different narrative. And like, you know, they're, they're not going to be Man City of the last like five years because, you know, the manager's completely different. The financial situation is completely different. And Mikel Arteta might one day be, you know, maybe uh, like to the level of Pep Guardiola. I'm not we sure. We cannot replace him. <laughs> Pep Guardiola, we cannot replace exactly. him. Exactly. But he is like one of the greatest of all time. And he has just whatever money you want to spend, you just spend. Yeah. So it's going to be very difficult to be that top and I also think like people a lot of people go on about how much money Arsenal have spent so like they should be challenging and it's like the market has shifted from five six years ago yeah yeah. to get to a point where you can challenge City and Liverpool because Liverpool have somehow pulled a miracle with a lot of their signings and have just been able to be extremely shrewd mainly down to Jurgen Klopp yeah uh, to now build a squad that is really good except for maybe at the back is very deep and very talented Mm. and like that's 
and like they're, they're like in a sort of mini rebuild right now but again they're so well coached they're back up to the top but like when they're out there the peak of their powers that they just hit on a like a, on a stupidly luckily amount of players like they hit on Mo Salah they hit on Sadio Mane they hit on Roberto Firmino they hit on Joel Matip for free yeah. they hit on Robertson for 8 million Trent who's an academy product you know the Jota. only huh? hit on Jota 40 million for Jota like yeah. steal in this day and age Luis right? Diaz Luis but... Diaz again 40 million because they somehow managed to snap him up when Porto needed, needed the money yeah and then the only really big splurges they've made of Van Dyke and Allison. yeah everyone else has been 50 million or less mm. like They've just they've been, been had a really good run, really good run, mm. and the only real flop signing they've made is Naby Keita. One out of in a in a seven year period, one yeah. flop signing. I also don't. When I think of Naby Keita, I don't really think flop signing. I just think kind of it's very under, very underwhelming. How, how, how much was he signed for? Was it a lot? Fifty million. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a flop signing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like I it's for Arsenal, and like I've said this before on the podcast. I'm happy with where we are. We're not playing well right now, but in terms of the grand scheme of things, I'm happy with I wanted us to consolidate top four now that we were playing in Europe. Mm. And I wanted us to be competitive in the Champions League. And so far, we're doing that. And yes, we may not win a trophy this year. I don't think we will. But there's just there's no patience for the broader yeah. broader, broader scope of football fan. Yeah, yeah. And I am someone who's patient. I'm willing to wait until we have a team that is deep enough to compete with the likes of City and Liverpool because we don't yet. And mm. you've seen that with our attacking talent. You know, even with even with everyone fit, Martinelli, Jesus, Saka, there's still not enough depth there to like rotate on the bench. You know, we've got Trossard to bring on and Nketiah to bring on and then it falls way after that. Yeah. As much as I love Reese Nelson, he's not really shown that he can be a difference maker. Yeah. Whereas you look at City, if any one of their front three, if they if they pick a front three that's Grealish, Foden, Haaland... They can bring on Alvarez. They can bring on, uh, I can't even remember right now. Uh, Doku. Doku. Yeah. yeah. They can bring on um, Oscar Bob now. Bernardo Silva. You know, like so yeah. many players. There's more. Too. There's more. I can't think of them right now, but there's more. And then same thing with Liverpool. You know, they, they, even though they've lost Mane and uh, Firmino, they've you know if they start uh, you know. Diaz, Jota, Salah, they can bring on Dawa Nunes, they can bring on Cody Gakpo, they can bring on Harvey Elliott. Mm. All difference makers. You've all seen them score goals to in late in get late in games to, you know, win even this season. Liverpool have also got a really interesting mix of different like profiles. As exactly. Well. Like that's then that's interesting. Yeah. And the somehow Klopp makes them all like work. Yeah. And, like different combinations of them work. Whereas it's crazy. With, with Arsenal if Martinelli's having a poor season, poor game, which he kind of is this season, because yeah. he's being double teamed at every game, you bring on Trossard, and that sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. If Gat Jesus is tired or whatever, you bring on Inkedia, that's a drop off. And if uh, there's no real someone person you can bring on for Saka, because Reese Nelson's better off the left, and he doesn't really play that well when he's on the right. Mm. So Arsenal just aren't there yet, yeah, offensively at least. And yes, you can say we've spent six hundred and fifty million or whatever it is in the last five years, and yes, we have. But like, that's just the state of where the squad was to where it is now. That's just and that's just where that's just what you have to do yeah. in this market. And like, congrats to Liverpool for being able to doing it with such a low net spend, and congrats to Spurs for having such a low net spend. And Ange is gonna is doing so well. But that like, what the way Spurs play is not sustainable 
unless they reinvest in a lot more players and they will have to yeah you've already seen them like you know dropping like flies yeah yeah so yeah. I think yeah I'm happy with the grand scheme of things I went on a bit of a rant there but I'm happy with where we are <laughs> in this season I think we're going to finish top four and we're going to we've got a favourable draw against Porto I'm not saying we're going to win that one like easily but I, I would back us to win that which means we'll make a quarter final at least of the Champions League yeah and that's a good run yeah very good run and yeah, the performance in the in the group stage of the Champions League was very good as well. And the performance in the Premier League has been spoken about a lot as being very, very good so yeah. far this season. It's like it's literally, you know, some games that that hectic schedule like around the Christ, like Christmas period that they fell off a little bit. But yeah, they'll probably be back. Yeah, and luckily, and, and luckily, luckily, we're only mi- we're only missing two players that um, from Afghan and. Uh, Asian Cup and that's Tommy Asu who we will miss and then El Nani who's barely playing anyway yeah. Thomas Partey has elected to not go because Bali recoups from his injury oh, which really? means he'll be back in like a week or two while AFCON's going on right okay yeah true a few players who've done that it's interesting yeah. but yeah right now last thing I'll say like we've actually been pretty lucky with injuries like Durian Timber being out all season that's really hindered us because he would have been really good off both uh, flanks fullback flanks yeah. Fabio Vieira has has had an up and down season, but like again, can is a player that can change the game when he comes on. He's he's a, he's been out for a while. Um, Thomas Party about to come back, which again will help bolster the midfield. And then Zinchenko, who's had an up and down season. Yeah. And Jesus is currently out, but yeah. But Zinchenko is a big <clears throat> a big he does help return. Yeah. But yeah. Long story short, had a tough had a tough run of games over the, over a very busy period. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, and Liverpool are very good. Yeah, I mean anyone. I mean, lose to Liverpool. I picked them to win the league. They, yeah. I, 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 I'm not going to say I saw them being this good, but I, I saw them being this good. Mm. A lot of people are saying it's too early. You know, they've put, they're not deep enough. But the the replay of that fixture in the league in in quite soon, yeah, the yeah. Fifth, in the fifth of Feb is going to be very interesting. Back at Emirates, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. I'll be in the pub watching that one. Mm. Yeah, Wild. I highly doubt I'll get a ticket for that. Yeah, I think that might be a bit tricky. Yeah. What's, what's t- is it three? Is it three thirty a.m.? Uh, I don't know what that is. That's that'll be one thirty p.m. kickoff. True. Be oh a, no, actually, no, that'll be a four thirty p.m. kickoff. Four thirty p.m. kickoff. That'll be a lovely way to spend Sunday Eve, evening. Yeah, even now, be an evening game because the sun will be set by half a oh, first half. Oh yeah, yeah, true. That's well, going to be the other thing when you when you go over there. Yeah, going to get sunsets back. at like fucking 4:45, yeah. So it was when I was in Japan. The sun's literally set at like 4. Really? Yeah. Wow. Or maybe 5. So yeah, but I remember, I remember, I've I've got memories of being in England and like seeing the sunset, seeing like the sun almost almost set at like 4:40 and then it's dark by 5. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Has it been snowing? Because when I was there last yeah, year, yeah, it's, it's been snowing like a little bit, but the weather hasn't been below like three degrees, mm. which has been weird. Apparently, it doesn't need to be below three degrees to snow. Yeah, yeah. bloody new. Uh, anyway, we've got two big games of Premier League this weekend as it returns after a two-week hiatus to, to allow for the FA Cup, uh, and the first of those is Newcastle versus Manchester City. At St James's Park, Newcastle have been he- struggling heavily uh, recently, but a big 3-0 win in the Tyne Weir derby against Sunderland in the FA Cup last weekend 
could potentially see them back on the right track. Yeah, potentially. But Jeez, Kevin they made a lot out of that, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne also returned against in the FA Cup for Man City as they smashed Burnley. Shrewsbury or Burnley. I think it was Burnley. Burn- no, Burnley. I swear it was. Burnley. I thought it was Shrewsbury Town. Anyway, let's let's do a quick fact check. Quick fact check. I knew it was Huddersfield. So oh, Huddersfield. Yeah, we're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, Kevin De Bruyne looked, uh, came off the bench and got an assist in that 5-0 win. Mm. So, yeah, look. Yeah, he didn't feature heavily, did he? But yeah. he was, he's back. Yeah, Man City are almost back to full strength with that. I think they've only got maybe one player injured. I think John Stones isn't quite fully back fitness yet. Maybe Foden's going to be the Ilkay Gundogan of this season. Yeah, maybe. He's been slowly... Slightly different player role, but yeah, I can yeah. see it. So, yeah. Just uh, make things happen. So. Hard to, even though it's at New, even though it's at St James's Park, hard to go past, and oh, maybe, yeah, hard to go past a Man City, anything but a Man City win. Maybe a draw, but mm. hard to go past a Man City win for me. I think yeah, I'd probably have to go the same, but maybe it's close-ish. But yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go three-one. I just think yeah, it's it's difficult to pick anything other than a Man City win. Uh, given Newcastle's recent form. I think Newcastle will tighten it up a little bit because they'll get up for it because it's a big game, but I do think City will win 2-1. 2-1. Okay, cool. I'll stick with 3-1. All right, then we've got a very interesting matchup. Uh, the reverse fixture of this was 2-0 at White Hart Lane or Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Manchester early, United so versus Tottenham Hotspur at Old Trafford. Uh, United, obviously... Very, very mid this season. Uh, yeah, it's hard eight, to... Eighth hard, versus fifth. Yeah, can't sure. really string to... Although Tottenham are only five points off first. But yeah. Um, yeah, United are very inconsistent this season. Can't really string more... Can't really string two good performances together. I mean, have only really had three good performances all season. Um, Tottenham, hard team to get a read on. Can like obviously keep playing their very uh, risky, expansive attacking style. Um, which has seen them have success, but then also saw them get absolutely battered by Brighton a few weeks ago mm. as well. Uh, Mickey van der Ven is not quite back or maybe on the bench for this game against United. Christian Romero is still out. Uh, so, yeah, interesting game. Yeah, it is interesting. Ten Hag, a team that like... Ten Hag, who has shown he's, he's perfectly happy to sit back and hit on the counter and against Ange, a team who is very on the front foot and can be susceptible against teams like to hit on the counter. Yeah. So. I honestly don't know what to yeah, pick with this I'd, one. I'd, neither I'd, do I. But I'm leaning towards Tottenham. This way, this is at Old Trafford, isn't it? I'm going to, I think a draw. Yeah, a draw is probably a good that's, pick. That's a very offence-sitting approach, but I just think that United will be better than they were against, than they were at Tottenham. And also, that game also saw some fairly dubious decisions go against them. The Romero handball that wasn't given from the shot. Um, So that game could have gone differently. And I do think at home, United are a little bit better, even though they haven't been in some games this season. Mm. And uh, yeah, with that Spurs backline still iffy, they weren't like, while they've won their last two, they weren't convincing against Bournemouth. And... uh, the game before there was another game before that they where they won but they weren't very good and then obviously they got smashed against Brighton. So yeah. Tottenham while Tottenham while they're five point they are credit to, to their credit they are five points off 
first, but they're not doing it overly convincingly. Ask any, ask, or well, actually not ask any Spurs fan. Listening to Max Russian, a Spurs fan on uh, the Guardian weekly podcast, he said, yeah, the, the performance against Bournemouth was not convincing, despite mm. the 3-1 scoreline. Mm. See, so yeah, I'm going to go 2-all, I can high-scoring draw. I can see Erasmus Hoyland goal in this game as well. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, like, playing against a more open side, you know, some of the United wingers that have had, had it a bit tough could be more. But I, I'm just going to pick a Tottenham win. Okay. I'm going to pick 2-1. Nice. To Tottenham. All right. And now that brings us to the future of the pod. So, yes. Here we uh, go. Huh? Here we go. Here we go. Like Fabrizio. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so moving forward with the pod, obviously we we came to a decision that it's going to be quite difficult to find time to do this weekly. Different time zones is tricky. Um, you know, you'll have futsal on Wednesdays. I'll probably try and be playing some sort of five or so, even though I will have my nights back midweek now because of my new job. Mm. Um, yeah, it's still be like my nights are your mornings, my mornings are your nights. I'm up very early to get to work in time yeah because I have to leave the house by 7 so like your nights it's just very tricky yeah. so we might even move to like a maybe not midweek thing I don't know but like we haven't discussed that yet and we will discuss it over the next uh, few weeks but what, what what are we doing we will be are moving to monthly monthly episodes yeah. yes thank you very much. <laughs> said with absolutely no confidence at all <laughs> no because I wasn't sure whether you were talking about the, <laughs> the frequency of episodes or because I, I was thinking about a new name as well. No, no, no. Some, no for some reason that was in no my head. No new name. No new name. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's still the 40-yard switch. It's just uh, not weekly anymore. It's monthly episodes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be posting once a month and it'll be probably each, the format of the episode will, outside of what we talk, will be a sort of more all-encompassing what's happened in the last, like key things that's happened in the last month. Mm. Like we're not going to, you know, do our predictions for the upcoming week because that's a bit yeah bit pointless when you do things once a month we'll, we'll talk about overarching themes from the month yeah uh we'll have a little catch up as well um although most of that will be off air because you guys don't need to know the, about our personal lives <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah we can have a little bit of a, yeah. um, on air just just to keep up with uh life in london yeah, yeah. um but yeah i i feel like it'd be good going to the uh the overarching narrative sort of thing and yeah. key issues of the month. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Much to deliberate on. But yes, that, that is where the podcast is heading. Uh, it's a brave new world out there. Um, for once, I'll actually make an Instagram post about this because I've I've been pretty slack on that over the past month or two. Mm. But it's been festive period to get off my back, you know? I haven't got time to make Instagram posts. Yeah, exactly. Um, fun. It's, it's, enough effort, it's enough effort fucking posting the podcast and making two Instagram stories, to be honest. <laughs> I have a life. <laughs> Got things to do. Yeah. Uh, maybe even, you know, who knows? You might even, Maybe I'll even make like, chop, chop, chop together a little daily vlog if I go to an Arsenal game. Definitely should. Come with me to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you should post it on the 40 yards. I actually wanted to do that when yeah, when I was at the games, me, yeah. but I just, I don't know. What it's, I just... To be fair, it's hard to remember to like whip your phone out and do like walking to the stadium, Yeah. walking to my seat. Various bits of action. Yeah. I was with Gus and my cousin Ollie. I'm fairly certain Gus would have taken the piss out of me if I, if I was yeah. doing that. Yeah. See, but like people, my friends might take the piss out of me if I do it, but then I can be like, this is for the people back home. And they'll be like, oh, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's for the podcast. Yeah. It's for the podcast. I mean, yeah. they might take the piss out of me if I say it's for the podcast. But if I say it's for my friends back home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. st- stick, with the, stick with that one. Whatever way I want to slice it. Yeah. Anyway, yes, that's the future of the podcast. 40-yard switch from episode 128 onwards will be once a month. Well, actually, I guess from today, actually, it's mm. going to be once a month. So, yeah, the next time you hear us will be in February. Mm. There might be the some Asian Cup results to talk about. Yeah, yeah. and AFCON. Australia kicks off against India. Oh, that's wild. Be, they don't win that game. <laughs> uh, and yes, and then obviously, you know, look forward to potentially uh, live Euro content in the summer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything and more. Lots of exciting stuff happening at the 40-yard switch. But for now, if you've made it this far uh, and you like what you hear, follow us on Spotify, uh, the 40-yard switch. Give us a five-star rating. Follow us on our socials, 40yardswitch.pod on Instagram, 40 yard, the 40-yard switch on... No, 40-yard switch pod, no, no dots or underscores on Twitter. Not that I post there very often anyway. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in a month.